I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the very latest legal headlines everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down for you, and we go straight from gavel to your news feed. And I promise you this, y'all, every single week, we're going to keep it a buck, keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Let's go ahead and hold court. Let's do it. My beautiful Dustin Ross, my love, did you catch the Oscars over the weekend? And what'd you think? Well, I definitely caught him. You know, Ebony, I'm I'm obsessed with Oscar mm-hmm. culture. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Oscar acceptance speeches and all of those things. I love, love, love them. So I definitely caught the Oscars this weekend. And you know, I have thoughts. Oh, I know you do. That's why I was wait. I didn't even text you because I was like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna save it for the show. Save it what for the show. uh top level? What were your kind of quick takeaways? Quick reactions? Um, really quickly, I'm happy for Daniel. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted uh justice for Andre Day. I thought it would have been a beautiful story for her to, you know, transition from music into film like that mm. with a successful, you know, uh, you know, just netting, you know, her her gains at the very top winning an Oscar. I thought that would be great, but didn't happen. So uh I thought Well thank goodness cool. she's got that Golden Globe to to cry her tears with. Yes, she does. Yes, she <laughs> so, does. That's good. That's yes. Good. So that was great. I know um uh, her one for best original mm, song. Mm, I'm sure they're gonna have a great time at the engraving station at the governor's right. ball. Right? Who whose is it? Hers. Who who is it? Who's the award is it? Dot e dot r a dot. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but it was great though. Okay. Great. Yeah, I I um I caught some peeps in between my uh Sunday night Bravo viewing, and mm-hmm. I, okay, I'll start with the fashion. Um, I will say that was just great to see a real red carpet back. I want to say Thank that was the first God. red carpet we've really seen since COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was here for that. It just made me excited. It was a limited red carpet. You know, it had some hiccups. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to go straight to it. I yeah. was extremely horrified by who is really my beauty icon um, uh, and in many ways fashion icon. You already know where I'm going. I know where you're going. Queen Halle Berry. Um, and Halle really, for me, never really misses Dustin. Not really. Oh, um, mm-hmm. And to me, that that Nene Leaks choppy bob. Um, I don't know what that was. That was uh, horrifying. Because I've yeah. actually never seen Hallie look anything short of stunningly gorgeous. And yeah. it was an it was a no for me, dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's an icon in the in the black beauty community. Absolutely. Um, and you know, it, it was a shame to see that. That's all I'm gonna say, because <laughs> I'm not gonna disrespect Holly Goddamn Barry on this right. podcast. I, never that, but but, but that um, was not right. We'll just that say was, that. No, no, that was we, not we, right. We, and, and that was now uh somebody who is to me actually becoming pretty much the queen of the red carpet, mm-hmm. Regina King. Oh my God! I mean, never flawless, misses flawless, flawless, flawless. That flawless, custom flawless. Louis Vuitton, honey, yeah. it gave. It was so different. Yeah. Um, and what I love about Regina King, Dustin, is not only does she never miss. A lot of people that never miss, never miss because they're always playing it safe, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. they always look beautiful, but it's Sticking always correct. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. always Sofia Vergara with the mermaid trumpet dress. It's go. always yeah. Jennifer Aniston with the slinky black spaghetti, yeah. you know, sheath gown. Or Whatever. Regina King gives us opulence, mm-hmm. color, crystals, shapes. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, variety with glam. 
fashion style. Yes. Oh my God. That woman is just love to see it and love to see her looking the part. You know, she's Hollywood royalty and she she literally looks like a trick. Well, you, what you think of when you think of what what a movie star looks like, that's what Regina King executes every time and it always translates well. So, and she understands Dustin, her currency in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, She knows she is. Uh, not just a list. She's at the top of the A list at this the moment. Top, so plus. when she a plus plus, okay? okay. So when she opens the uh, ceremony with a speech that was so nuanced, really, because oh basically she she says, "I know a lot of y'all are tired of hearing about mm-hmm. Black Lives Matters." So you know, in so many words, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. basically, I don't give a damn because as the mother of a black son, you will hear our trauma and our story, and you will deal. And Period. I thought that was the perfect way to open that evening. She perfect. never misses. Never misses. Never misses. Um, you know, Dustin, lots on lots on the Twitterverse around what people are considering a snub. Chadwick. Of Chadwick um, yeah. and Viola. And you mm-hmm. already mentioned Audra Day. Uh, I got thoughts, but I want to know yours. We'll start with uh, the Best Actor Award that, um, sir, what, uh, Anthony Hopkins won? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, Sir Anthony Hopkins, we can, that's a hard full stop right there. That's you know right. what I mean? How do you even, and I, I, I have an unpopular opinion about the whole posthumous awards, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. I, if I ain't here, if they ain't here, let's do a tribute and mm-hmm. give this award to someone who can be actively benefiting from accepting mm-hmm. this award. You know what I mean? I understand the I honor and the reverence that they award these people with these uh, trophies posthumously you know, for, but I, it's just dumb to me if I'm being honest. They should have just given Chadwick a beautiful tribute, presented a statue to his family that represented something, mm-hmm. but the award for the best performance could have been, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with things. You know, I'm going to join you and be very unpopular as well because, listen, I didn't see uh, the film for which Sir Anthony Hopkins got the award for. So what okay. I'm not about to do personally mm-hmm. is sit up here and talking about somebody was robbed. Now, yeah. of course, I saw Chadwick's performance. It was brilliant. Yes, it um, was. was it Oscar worthy? Absolutely. Yes, but am I going to sit up here and say what Anthony Hopkins did in his role was not? I can't say that. I I'm, can't I'm say not that. Gonna say that. You know, um, Chadwick deserved his things, but but. I, I just have a different opinion again about if I'm going. I Ebony, understand what you mean, yeah. And, and tell I don't them think to pass mine on down. I don't give listen, me shit if I'm in the ground. It's it's for the living, and I don't. You know, I I never knew Chadwick personally, um, yeah. but I kind of can't imagine knowing the thespian that that man was. Oh my god! Um, yes, classically trained in the theater arts and yes. just such a student of the craft. I don't know that he would have been salty. Like the culture is being salty right now. Um, no, that's that's everybody grieving and, and just crying right. out because we had an assumption that he was right. going to receive it. He, the performance mm-hmm. delivered, or everything was there, but he right. was not. And but I think that not. that is just they could have honored him in a different way that really, you know, showed honor to his work. I think that's smart what you're saying too, and I hope the academy is listening um, because too. I do think sometimes they they, they set an expectation uh, mm-hmm. that then they cannot match. Mm-hmm. And then that's really the issue. I don't think it's so much Anthony Hopkins winning this award because uh, I'm sure he deserved it as well. Uh, and yeah. that's the other thing. These things are like beauty pageants. Once you get to the top five, any bitch up there could win. Yeah. Seriously. Let's be honest. I'm serious. Seriously. And I, I speak from experience. Like, what am mm-hmm. I mad? Like, this young lady's not fucking gorgeous as well? Come on mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. th- we have to remember these are very subjective 
categories. Um, and once you've you know narrowed the field to the top five in the world, yeah. which is what you're doing with an Academy Award, um, it's almost anybody's game to an extent, or at least between extent. one or two. You know, um, and I'm gonna say the same thing on the best actress category. I'm gonna stay mm-hmm. unpopular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Viola Davis. Brilliant performance uh, in Ma yeah. Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, I I venture to say I can't say, and I saw an Audra Day was fantastic, magnificent in mm-hmm. the United States versus Billie Holiday, but like let's just stay there. If Audra would have won, Dustin, do you think people would have felt Viola was snubbed? Of course. And it's, see, it's that's, inevitable here lies the rub. That. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's the rub. So to me, like, if we can, and you know, I've never. Versa. Right. You know? and, yeah. and, right. And if Viola would have won, now that's a snubbing of the young ingenue, Audrey yeah. Day. So, you know, I think that's that's actually a really good example where you've got, um, you know, of course, um, Frances McDormand. Uh, yes. Yes. Frances McDormand won uh, Best Actress for Normaland. Again, another film I have not seen. So I can't speak on this woman's performance. Well. Um, did you see it yeah and you know what'd you think it it was a great brilliant brilliant performance but did it right and maybe i'm biased you know what i mean but but viola davis made me i wanted andre day to win for the story that it would represent for her career right right i wanted viola for acting chops but come on viola Viola. made me uncomfortable watching my rainey's black bottom and that's how good her performance was i was uncomfortable watching her act like that that's how I, brilliant of a, of a performance she delivered. I, so my, that was Viola's statue to me. To me. Okay, so right. So absent seeing the woman that actually won, between Audra and Viola, I concur. Yeah. I concur. I actually felt like, quote, if we talk about robberies, Viola was robbed of the Golden Globe because Audra did win that. Um, same category, both nominated. I think Audra, again, you can't take anything away from this sister's performance. It Nothing. was brilliant. She How, transformed. See, but literally. no, see, but see, that's what I was going to say about Viola. Oh and, Vi- and because maybe we've seen such a broader scope of Viola Davis's it genius, different. it hit different. Like we've seen Viola do remarkable things on screen for years, but what she did in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was literally transformative literally she was a different person she was a different person and a different era and a different everything um so she'll be back though viola will be back oh viola cap andre day will be back too i agree i mean i think she's committed i've I've seen that she has kept that physique that she adopted for the film she looks incredible um didn't love her Oscar red carpet dress though. Um, I, I would. I that. didn't. I didn't understand. And and if you're gonna do chain mail, everybody knows you go to Versace, right? But Listen, but it's okay. Never. But right. you know. her and Vera tried it. Um, her and yeah. Vera Wang tried it. Um, she was a beautiful young lady. But I I um listen. She had a beautiful night. For mm-hmm. your debut film to be she Oscar like nominated, VMAs. That's where she was Oscars. going. Uh, maybe the Billboard Music Awards. Bill, um, her Billboard. Her she was going to the Billboard Music Awards and looked fabulous, just yeah. not for the Academy Awards. Now when um, you got Angela Bassett and them floating down the red carpet, looking like someone literally pulled them out of a dollhouse and just, just dropped them onto movie the movie star. Carpet, like, it's what, what you said, hell? Dustin. Yeah, they looked, and I just being a Hollywood fan of old glam. Hollywood glam. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Any other award? I don't care. I don't care what you wear to the SAG Awards. I don't care what no. you wear to the Golden Globes. I don't care what you wear to the BAFTA. I don't care what you wear to none of that. But the mm-hmm. Oscars, baby, come looking like a movie star. You please. have to. Yep. 
please. I agree. Uh, also, in weekend news, uh, we laid to rest an icon in the culture and in hip hop, of course, uh, DMX uh, mm-hmm. laid to rest in 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 New York City. And New York uh, legislators, Dustin, declaring later, I believe it's later this uh, in the month of May, of course, we will have an official DMX day, which I Wonderful. think is extremely important. Wonderful. Extremely important. Um, much to do on the Internet about Faith uh, Evans' performance. Do you care to comment? Not really, because I mean, okay. uh, first of all, everybody in that building was grieving, um, and I just it just is what it is. No one should have been up there looking their best if they if they were there for the right reason. Yeah, it's not a concert. It's it, not. It, it, let us remember. It, and a fashion show and a performance. It's not a con. It, it is a performance, but it's not a concert. Like it's not a said. concert. So no. yeah. Okay, I concur. And listen, I just live for faith. And I saw a tweet that was like, "Listen, e- even if we gonna we're gonna say this wasn't her best day, she can now sing every hoe in the industry." So <laughs> don't play. And that's just what that is. And that's just what that is. <laughs> that's uh, actually, just what that is. So. Like, like really low key. I was um. If we go back to the verses of Babyface and Teddy Riley, yes. You know when. I think that the industry and even the culture does not revere the vocal talent that is Faith Evans. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh, this is a, now, you know, this is a big conversation for me because you know who my favorite singer is. You know, I love Mary J. Blige with all my heart. Okay. So this is a, this is a very delicate uh, conversation for me to have. So uh, I, I do believe though that Faith kind of positioned herself in a in a way that did not allow her to be maybe received as big as she could. Yeah, you think it was too. Do you think she? It was too much of the Biggie shadow. Do you I think, think it was just being on it. Bad Boy? I or? think that contributed to okay. it. I think okay. later on, you know, twenty years into her career, Faith has kind of mastered her ownership of that space in R and B music right. and right. going on to do other things. But I don't really think Faith was positioned to be an international crossover successful like R and B singer the way that other people were. You Correct. know, and some of it I believe was her own doing. I and, agree with that. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. Um I it's just I don't know. I'm a big person on just raw vocal ability. See, oh, and that's just you what know what I is. mean? Yeah. Like I, I like you miss m- me personally Miss yeah. me with the big choreographed 20 backup mm-hmm. dance. I don't give a fuck about that person. Get on that mic and sing. Stand in front of the microphone and blow. Yep. Period. Yep. Um, and Faith is one of the very few women in her generation, Dustin, as you know, mm-hmm. that can do that. Mm-hmm. Truly do that. So Still I, I sounds hate that. amazing. Still sounds amazing. That woman can just sing her fucking face off. Voice her, is a literal instrument, Ebony. It's a literal instrument. Her, mm-hmm. Kiki Wyatt, Deborah mm-hmm. Cox. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's a small pool of just pure raw mm-hmm. vocalist. Um Countess Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um th- now is going to be a great time for us to go ahead and transition to this docket. I'm not doing it with you, Dustin. Not today. Mm-mm. Uh <laughs> like I said, Countess Vaughn. And no shade. Ca- Countess Vaughn can sing. She can. We love No, Countess. she can we sing. But uh-huh. you real messy for that. Okay. So first up on the docket, who uh I believe I'm going to say this is some good news in um in legal policy. Mm-hmm. Manhattan DA Vance, uh he is now Stopping all prosecutions around the crime of prostitution, Um, an actual hearing where he made a motion to dismiss over 900 prostitution and unlicensed massage cases that dated all the way back to the 1970s. D. Mm. Uh, He's also moved. This is a big one. Five thousand cases 
moved to dismiss, again, related to a New York statute going back to the 70s, 1976, anti-loitering statute, which really was targeted at the trans community. Um, It was basically a law specifically curated and executed to criminalize uh, members of the trans community that worked in sex work. Um, Because it literally banned just the mere walking in certain um, in certain areas for the purpose of prostitution. Um, Vance is also on record, of course, as saying he has not prosecuted any of these prostitution related crimes since 2016 anyway. But now the difference here, Dustin, is there's now a formal policy statement coming from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. And let me just say why this is very, very important for the obvious reason um, that. Why are we criminalizing one's own right to personal enterprise uh, in the most original kind of way possible? I mean, um, what personal, one, personal. Right, very personal. What one chooses to do with their own body. Last I checked, this was America, a very capitalistic society. So if that's the good that you, if that's the commodity that you want to profit from, hey. why can't you? And all these kinds of uh, criminalization laws do, Dustin, is create a very unsafe, dangerous environment um, for uh, the men and women and non-binaries that do this work. Um, And we know that they disproportionately impact and and target and uh, can be deadly consequences for what? Black, brown, East Asian, LGBTQ, as always, the most vulnerable among us, the uh, the harshest consequence. So I'm happy to see it. But let's keep in mind, um, and this is an important note, uh, Abigail Swinson, she's an attorney for the uh, AIDS Society's Exploitation Intervention Project, which is a big organization that supports the decriminalization of sex work. She says that this new policy cannot replace the urgency to pass actual legislation to decriminalize sex work and provide criminal relief for those who have already been convicted. Um, this is pu- this is why this is important, Dee. Cy Vance is executing prosecutorial discretion. Great. He's saying under his administration as the DA, we're not going to prosecute these crimes. Wonderful. That means that is subject to change if and when another DA steps into that space, because Mm. then it will be up to that district attorney's prosecutorial discretion. And let's be clear, Cy Vance has already announced he's not running for re-election. Now, all the people that are announced as running, they also support a decriminalization of prostitution. But you just can't assume that is the yeah, point of the story. That's what they say. You know? And that is what they're saying on the campaign trail. And shit, we know a lot of folks say anything yeah. on the campaign trail and act different in office. So uh, I do want to just um, emphasize that point. This is a great policy under this particular prosecutor's discretion. Clap, clap. Um, Let's not clap too hard. It took him too long and it still criminalizes uh, the quote uh, Johns, if you will. So while it doesn't criminalize uh, the uh, person selling, uh, you know, the, 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 product, if you will, or the, um, the sex, uh, it does criminalize the purchaser. Um, so many in the decriminalizing community still say this policy from side fans doesn't go far enough because there is still an element of criminalization afoot, which it is. Yeah. Um, but, but we have to keep the, the foot on the gas D as it comes to the legislative efforts, because that's really when we're going to see long-term change. We also need to have the wiping of records from people that have already been convicted. Uh, of these prostitution uh, and prostitution adjacent crimes. So Mm -hmm. that's important. Moving on to the docket, Dr. Dre. 
um, Nicole Young. Now I'm tired of talking about this divorce too, but the only reason I put it on the docket is because I want to I want to emphasize something important <laughs> um, <laughs> that I want people to know they have an opportunity to use as well because a lot of okay. people don't know about this little legal tool. Um, so the headline is this: Dr. Dre and his estranged wife Nicole Young. I know y'all know all about it. This shit been going <laughs> on for over a year now. This messy ass, trifling ass divorce. Messy. Whew, almost a billion dollars at stake. Um, so far, Dre, you know, y'all was mad at me on my IG live, but it, it was it came to pass. Dre has Look been paying it. her about two million bucks a month temporary uh, spousal support until this shit is finalized. So there we have it. Um, Dre was also recently ordered to get a new attorney because uh, Laura Wasserman, who is a huge uh, divorce lawyer in the state of California, she represents Kim K and many other high profile celebs. She's on Dre's current legal team, Dustin. She works with a lawyer who represented Nicole and Dre as husband and wife. Okay. <laughs> Mess. Right. Uh, you ain't got to be Johnny Cochran to see where this is going. Right? I mean, come on. <laughs> so Laura's conflicted out. Uh, so Dre has to find a new, a new attorney, uh, which always sucks at this stage yeah. in the game. Yeah. I said Wasserman. Excuse me. Her name is Laura Wasser. Uh, but here's the T. As of July... Dre and Nicole will be legally single. Now, if you go back to an episode of Holding Court, where we talked about more money, more problems, and mm-hmm. I talked about, I don't believe in no relationship status called separated. Yes, okay. You You're either married or you are single. And I have reasons why. Go back and listen to it if you missed it. Right. Um, this creates a legal definition that Dr. Dre and Nicole will both be legally single. Not separated, not estranged. They will be single individuals free to go about partnership and even remarriage if they so choose. This will happen as early as July when a judge signs off. Now, that's important. Motherfucker out here talking about they single. This I'm very serious, Dustin. I always require seeing the documentation. I want to see where the judge has signed and I want to yeah. see the... I just, I just, I, I've been burned. Look, I got to know and I got to know. I need sure. to see the clerk okay. stamp. That's okay, right. with That's the right. date, the raised stamp, right? Because a judge can sign it if the if 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 the darn stamp, the court stamp from the clerk of court ain't <laughs> man. Listen, okay, you can laughing, but I promise you. Okay, That's so what's <laughs> man? It, that dude looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, I'm. Oh, is it, I mean, I'm sure it's on your she iPhone. Ain't playing, so y'all. She pull ain't it playing. Up. Um, I got mine. Okay. I got mine. Okay, listen. Okay, <laughs> um, so. Once that happens, D, they will both be single, but their divorce technically will be ongoing. Catch this, T. So that $800 million, almost billion-dollar fortune, that is still undecided. So what Dre and Nicole agreed to do, here's the legal tool. It's called a bifurcation of their divorce proceeding. Okay, okay. a lot of people have not heard of this. This is where you separate the legal standing of your relationship from the property settlement. It's very rarely used because in most cases, the, the the relationship legality status point is the leverage used to make people move on the settlement portion. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not going to agree to the divorce until you pay me out uh, adequately. That typically is the way it works. This is a rarity, probably just because there's so much money at stake, but anybody could use this term. And so if you are somebody out there and you are going through a long ass divorce, feel like you've been divorcing longer than you've been married, which happens a lot, actually. And y'all can't agree on what to do with the house or what to do with the cars or what to do with the 
bank accounts or whatever it is, but let's say you've fallen in love, or let's just say you just want to be out here moving in the streets, okay? You can ask the court to bifurcate your divorce proceeding, which will allow you and your spouse to be legally single people. And then you can table the financial settlement portion until you can work that part out. I think it's pretty cool. What do you think, Dee? Uh, it depends because I feel like this can be used to someone's benefit and to someone else's detriment. So mm-hmm. why, why are we doing this is what I would need That's to true. know. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, maybe he want to move forward with his rumor girlfriend, April Jones. I don't know. They look like he moving forward with it to me. The way they look coming out their restaurant, I said oh, yeah, they've been moving <laughs> right, forward and backwards. Listen, but that's <laughs> typically how I've seen it used. Actually, you make—I'm laughing, but you make a good point. Normally, I see this done when somebody is ready to get remarried. To be honest mm. with you, and obviously, you can't be remarried until you are divorced. Right. Um, I want to say, I want to say Les Moonves, the former um mm-hmm. president of CBS. Because uh, he was taking too long with his, you know, gazillion dollar divorce from his ex-wife and he wanted to marry Julie Chin. Yeah. I want to say that he went, they did a bifurcation as well, or, you know, or there was some kind of like expediency around that. But yeah. Oh, so there's some rich nigga shit. That's what Basically. this is. Basically. Okay. I mean, typically. Right, okay. Okay. Let's just call it what yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want nobody to feel left out, Dustin. You know, okay, y'all might be squabbling right. over five grand. True. Um, and true. you might have found the love of your life. Okay, so yes, Dre and Nicole, legally single folks as of this summer, still fighting over that billion dollars, but legally single. Good. For wow. Them. All right, listen, y'all. Speaking of uh, support payments, uh, here at Holding Court, we need to make some, so we're gonna take a quick <laughs> break, um, and we've got much more Holding Court after the break. Stay with us. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Holding Court. Um, some news that broke in politics. Recently, Dustin, uh, your best friend, Caitlyn Jenner, oh my God. she announced that she's running for California governor. Now, again, normally I don't do these kind of corny ass Kardashian adjacent stories. You know this. And this is I, one of them. And this is really one. <laughs> this is but one. I really wanted to talk to you about your purview on non-politically experienced celebrities running for Big time office. That's the only reason I'm talking about this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the headlines for Caitlyn, if if you've been under a rock, she's running for the uh, California governor's seat. This is happening because current Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom is probably going to face this recall election later this year, blah, 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 blah. Um, if he's recalled, California voters are going to have to do two things, Dustin. They'll have to remove him, Gavin Newsom, and choose a replacement. This has actually not happened very often in history, but it did happen back in 2003. Democratic Governor Gray Davis, nice mm-hmm. name, shitty governor. Mm-hmm. Um, he was recalled, actually, by the people in California and replaced with none other than Republican Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is another one of those non-politically experienced celebrity candidates. Um, and then, you know, there's word on the street, people talking about Matthew McConaughey. Um, putting his name in the hat to run for Texas governor. Then you've got, I think, a recent poll over 50, 60 percent of Americans saying that they would like to see The Rock run for the United States presidency. Uh, We know we just came off the heels of fucking Trump. I don't want to just generalize. So I really want to have an honest discussion with you, D. What are your thoughts on celebrities in office? Listen, um, unless you are a person who has dedicated your your educational career to studying political science, okay, Mm -hmm. 
everybody has to start somewhere. So I'm not going to say that, you know, people, people are, you know, without previous experience in government Mm -hmm. are ill-equipped to hold office. I'm not going to say that because it's an untrue statement. However, okay. Caveat. Big, all caps, however. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that any and everybody is 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 a good candidate to run for office, especially when you're talking about the the governor, excuse me, yes. of a state with as many problems as fucking California. And Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. no one has asked you for anything. We don't give a damn about your story. We don't <laughs> give a damn about anything that you have to say in relation to the state of California because you can't even run your own household properly. Your family has been a mess for years. And I'm not just talking about the Kardashians. I'm talking about them Jenners. It's all kinds of issues that lie lie, uh, between Caitlyn Jenner and her children. Mm -hmm. Caitlyn Jenner is a person who was a lifetime Republican, politically aligned himself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. aligned themselves with Donald Trump and all of his mania until there were blatant attacks against the transgender community, which Caitlyn is halfway a part of, if we're being honest. Okay. People yes. respect Caitlyn's transition as they should. They respect her pronouns as they should. But Caitlyn still makes she decisions and choices that are yeah. aligned with her previous identity. Okay. Mm. And, and that's the difference between, that's why it's hard to stomach this. So as mm. you can see, mm-hmm. I'm not for it. There's no. a lot of, of actually funny, witty things that I could say about this situation, but I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm here for, well, if, you, if you feel the need, you know, I'm don't just, hold yourself week, back. I'm going to hold on holding court this week, okay? <laughs> but, but, but just okay. know, nobody right. wants this. No yeah, one wants this. Nobody seems to want it. Uh, apparently, even, uh, as you mentioned, D, folks from her own LGBTQ plus community, not here for it. Like um, me. Because, right, because of uh, her consistent... <laughs> Shout, shout out to the to the to the G, to the black G. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. mm-hmm. um, yeah, because of her consistent alignment with the oppressor, and Thank now you. you you make yeah. I mean, that's clearly what it is. I mean, you got radical oppressive legislation efforts coming out of the GOP to um, you know take back the small gained rights of the of a community that is still so vulnerable among us. And are you fucking serious? Uh, and now when you say it like that brilliantly and. Pretty obviously, yeah. I'm sure there's some residue of her holding on to her privileged identity uh, that's at play. And that cannot be trusted. I I believe it too. Caitlin Uh, has shit to say about a lot of things that have been going on in this world that that I guess whatever influence she has could have been, you know, used for. Um, Even you say what you want about Arnold Schwarzenegger, but at least he had the decency to come out with a beautiful statement after Mm -hmm. the insurgents on January 6th, you know, where he really identified what some problems were and and called things what they were. So I I just I don't have time for Caitlyn Jenner and her her kitten heels. I don't have time. (laughs) Um, You can miss me with Caitlyn Jenner. And it actually infuriates me to even see this. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to start there and I'm going to work backwards. I think you said a lot of powerful things there, Dustin. Number one, I'm not about to disqualify carte blanche uh, folks that don't have previous political experience Mm because some could argue uh, some of y'all with all this previous political experience have been part of the fucking problem for so long. You don't know how to be a part of the solution. That's an argument. Um, So I do think it's very feasible and possible that someone from the outside uh, of political ranks could come in and be an extremely effective political leader. Caitlyn Jenner, no ma'am, but not you. Um, Because of all the reasons we've pointed out. Um, I'm trying to think though, there are some people 
Let's just play Oprah. a little brainstorming session Oprah. here. Oh, for sure. You. I mean, Oprah Winfrey, no doubt. <laughs> um, no, no, seriously, no fucking doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think John Legend could be interesting in office, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't need any more albums from John Legend. Mm-hmm. That's me personally. Yeah, I'm still um, an ordinary person. I don't need no more. I still I don't need ordinary people. That's all. I don't want to, you know. I don't, I don't need any more music released. I think he's really smart. I really do. I think he's exceptionally gifted in terms of understanding uh, what's going on culturally and the the intersection of kind of politics and policy. He's also been very consistent, as you Thank said. You. you know, he's put his money where his mouth is. He develops content around pushing uh, liberation of of groups of people forward. Um, so he is someone that if he said he wanted to run, you know, for a Senate seat or something like that, I think that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, Mama Joyce, mm. Candy Burris's mother, perfect. I, you know, don't don't t- we know who Mama Joyce I, is? I, I, for those who don't, that's that's who we need to put in office right there, okay? Because she don't mind saying it like it is. And if you want the swamp drained, I can't mm-hmm. think of a better person to pull mm-hmm. the plug. <laughs> Mama Joyce. I feel <laughs> Mama Joyce on first day of office, I have Todd's ass indicted. <laughs> just because. On anything. Every, just because. Just because anything. Somebody give me some dirt on his ass. I can hear Mama <laughs> Joyce right now. Oh, poor Todd. Um, I, uh, but let me see. Who else? Yeah, who else do you think would be good? <sighs> um... What about Nas? Nas has made some great business moves recently. Um, really refined his his, his whole uh, representation, his image in the media. He's got clout and respect mm. in, in the in the business in business now. What about Nas? I'm gonna Ebony? let you finish. Um, that's why. That's all true. Yeah. I'm going to need Nas before he would enter any type of conversation like that mm-hmm. to go ahead and make some kind of full accounting With for police. the. Yeah, for the years of accusations of mm-hmm. brutality against Khalees and women uh, outside of Khalees as well. Um, and if so, because uh, okay. he's never been convicted of anything, so I don't know what the evidence is around it, but uh, I, I do have, I, I think Nas does have some explaining to do. What um, about but, Master P? Oh, yeah, I love Master P. Now, that's okay. somebody I could get behind. Okay. Consistent brother, brilliant brother, understands the nature of American business systems at a very deep level always about engaging community interest. Um, yeah. a ra- oh, man, Pastor P is actually a brilliant one. That, that's that's who the hell need to be running for somebody's governor. Seriously. Yeah. Master P is an excellent recommendation. Wouldn't it be great to see him win governor of Louisiana? Wouldn't and I think it great? could happen. Not for nothing. I mean, that sounds like a lot. No. The it actually South, doesn't, yeah. Yeah, the South is positioned uh, to go bluer and bluer and bluer. Why? Yep. Because uh, the example we saw in Georgia, which is if you can keep these voter suppression laws at bay, thank you, Stacey Abrams and yes. her collective, yes. um, you have a disproportionately blacker electorate in these Southern states. So it actually stands to reason that we have a better chance of getting black governors and U.S. senators elected in the South than we do anywhere else in the U.S. How about that? So, come on, Percy. Yeah, Percy. Governor Percy. Governor yeah. Percy. Governor, Governor Percy. Percy. That's right. Yeah, NBA, hip hop, business mogul, Governor for America. I I'm agree. here for it. I like that a lot. That's some good ass news. Um, so yeah. with that, we're gonna go to a break. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna transition on a high right there. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> go pay some more bills, and we'll come back with more holding court in a minute.
Y'all, welcome back to Holding Court. Dustin and I were just talking about how we want to start the rumor of uh, Master P <laughs> running for governor. Um, y'all, if y'all want to tweet that, you That's know, right. please do. Heard it here um, first. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right, y'all. So welcome back to Holding Court. We're going to go straight to the Supreme Court, actually. When I was producing the show over the weekend, Dustin, with Ashley, I got a couple of DMs of uh, jurors asking for this story specifically. Okay. So I want to I wanna shout out that we really truly do, y'all. We, we take such guidance from what you guys want to know deeper uh, meaning behind. And so just last week, the Supreme Court rejected, rejected a challenge uh, from a juvenile uh, life offender. Um, this was uh, a man who was convicted at the age of 15 by the name of Brett Jones. Uh, this was in the state of Mississippi, speaking of the South. Brett was convicted of murder, uh, of killing his grandfather with a knife during a domestic dispute. He was 15 at the time of the killing and sentencing. He later claimed that the sentence, because he was convicted and then he was sentenced uh, to life behind bars without the opportunity for parole. That's really what we're talking about here. Mm. And he brought a constitutional challenge, took it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. He said under the Eighth Amendment, with the Eighth Amendment, of course, protects people from uh, excessive, cruel, and unusual punishment, yeah. right? Um, and he is arguing that because he was a juvenile at the time, to sentence him to life without even the opportunity of parole is a cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, for a juvenile in an American justice system. Uh, well, apparently, Dustin, the Supreme Court said, nah, uh, you can guess the breakdown of the vote, six to three, uh, all six conservative justices, including the one that was just rammed down our throats last hour, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, they all voted that no, uh, it, it was not unconstitutional to sentence a juvenile to life behind bars without even the possibility of parole. And what they relied upon on that ruling, Dustin, is this. Generally speaking, uh, courts feel that to sentence a juvenile to life without parole, you have to have a separate kind of finding uh, of fact, normally some kind of subsequent hearing is how this is normally done, that says that that particular juvenile defendant is incapable of rehabilitation. Uh, the, the law calls that permanent permanently uh, incorrigible, okay? Okay. And that's a high burden. So what normally happens, D, is that people can't really prove in a hearing that this particular juvenile, a child of sorts, is beyond the opportunity of rehabilitation because how would you know that yet? Right. So that's why you don't typically see juveniles given life without parole. Oh, here come punk-ass uh, Kavanaugh. That's why his ass should have never been confirmed. He's talking about, well, we're not saying that states can't add additional sentencing guidelines and say that they can choose to require such additional finding, but we're not going to say that the U.S. Constitution demands it. Um, and that basically is what all of the conservatives agreed upon with their ruling, that here in America, land of the free, you can be a juvenile offender and you can get life without parole. Um, as always, uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, shout out to the Bronx, um, you know, she always gets it right in this dissent. She says, Jones and other juvenile offenders like him seek only the possibility of parole not the certainty of release, 
but the opportunity at some point in their lives to show a parole board all that they have done to rehabilitate themselves and to ask for a second chance. The Eighth Amendment requires that most juvenile offenders be given the small hope for some years of life outside prison walls. Um, and of course, she cited some prior court precedent in her dissent. Um, I hated to see this decision, but this is why elections have consequences, Dustin Ross. Yeah. This is a direct result of Trump's administration. Yeah. This ruling doesn't happen, Dustin, but for a 6-3 conservative slant. Um, so if you go back to a couple of weeks ago on holding court, we had the great uh, Judge Shamika Reinhardt. We talked about the consequences of expanding the Supreme Court. There are consequences, but there's also opportunity. Um, because if we uptick the number of justices from 9 to 15, as Biden's administration is currently exploring, you do course correct this hyper-conservative majority that gives us a ruling like this bullshit right here that says children in America convicted as juveniles can actually potentially never, ever, ever see the light of day because our Constitution has deemed them uh, not worthy of rehabilitation, not possible. Yeah. Yeah, this is... um. This is really heartbreaking when you think about what they're actually discussing, which are some children, right? Mm -hmm. People who have not had a chance to even begin to represent themselves in the world, to even understand the responsibility they have to represent themselves appropriately. These are people who made mistakes. There are bad apples. There are some really just fucked up, rotten ass people, and they've been rotten ever since they were children. They were rotten teenagers and they're rotten adults. Those people do mm -hmm. exist, but that's a rarity. Okay. It's right. not as common as people who have simply made a mistake. And I think it's a damn shame, but this literally is um, the blood of it. This blood lies on the hands of everyone who voted for Donald Trump. Everyone yep. who put him in a position to get an asshole like Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme mm -hmm. Court. Um, and this is what we have to deal with now. Shit like this. These are the hard consequences of people voting for the wrong reasons. And, and they people have, not they have voting. To deal with, and people not, and people fucking not voting, voting even more. Yes. Even yep. more. Because yep. if y'all asses would have asses out, out, it would have it overwritten this. Yep. We would have had more people voting for the right thing. So all you contrarians... All right. of you who who have decided that, well, I'm just not going to vote for nope. That's stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've dumbest ever heard hell. in my life. And now we're dealing with this. Babies whose lives are taken away from them for a mistake that they made and got caught for. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of you motherfuckers walking around that made mm. these same mistakes and never got caught and were allowed to go ahead and live sure. and establish yourself. So this, I, the shit like this really, really bothers me, Ebony. I have family members who have been um, compromised by the legal system as young yes. people. You know, this is a personal thing for me and I, I literally hate to see it. I hate to see this. I do so too. That's where I'm and, at with it. And you know, you're, you're highlighting something that people often miss. There's a, a, an actual scientific reasoning behind why the court defers to leniency for juveniles. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just because it sounds good. It is because their cognitive lobes Okay, the decision-making yeah. functions of our brain matter have not even been fully developed. Yeah. Okay, there's some science that proves that shit's not fully developed until your early to mid twenties. Okay, is disgusting and mean and nasty and nasty. And I say, Cruel. as a legal scholar, 
it does fly in the face of the Eighth Amendment constitutional protection, which says, listen, some motherfuckers belong in jail. That's right. Absolutely. But we shall not do it in a way that runs afoul to what amounts to cruel and unusual. It's and simple. to say that a child is incapable of any level of rehabilitation is, by definition, Dustin, cruel and unusual. Damn Period. Shame. Yep. Period. All right, we're going to end the docket with something that's a little more positive. Okay. Actually, I think this is quite positive. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend, Mr. Gianno Caldwell, um, former colleague of mine at Fox News. Gianno's very fucking conservative and God bless him. Okay. Um, so we often uh, have, you know, big, big, <laughs> huge policy <laughs> disagreements, mm-hmm. uh, normally over cocktails. Spirited uh, conversation. Spir- spirited conversation with some spirits the alongside us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so we were doing that uh, over the weekend in light of the killing, of course, of Brother George Floyd, the Chauvin verdict, but then also the killing of Dante Wright. And basically, I was just making the argument that says this. I get that police officers have a, quote, inherently dangerous job. And that's not a shade quote. That's a true thing. However, a lot of these things where black men and women and children are being fucking shot and killed for or otherwise killed by law enforcement, a cop should have never even been on the scene in the first place. Okay? Let's go to the brother that was shot and killed, and I believe it was a Wendy's parking lot in Atlanta. Um, I think it was last summer. You know, it was a traffic issue. It was a DUI. The man was not driving. He was asleep in his vehicle. Okay. That to me, Dustin, didn't even necessarily warrant criminal intervention. Not at that particular point. Um, So all of that to say, the headline is this. City of Oakland, California is now allowing some of these 911 calls to be answered by community responders. This is a very big deal to me. Um, Their city council is set to approve a pilot program that will allow certain, not all, but certain 911 calls to be directed instead of to cops to train civilians that are specialized, Dustin, in handling mental health and other community crisis issues. Mm. So some examples, public urination, welfare checks, shit like that. Where, you know, we don't need somebody showing up with a taser and, and, a, and a firearm and a billy club, okay? You can simply have a trained professional, okay, deal with these citizens and civilians. Um, I like to see that. Uh, a member of the Coalition for Police Accountability in the area said this, we don't want police involved in these calls because we're sick of the death count. We need resident-centered responses. Uh, I just think it's a wonderful thing when the community is given the opportunity to quote police itself. That is what this kind of pilot program will allow. And I do think we'll see a a decrease, Dustin, in the number of black deaths at the hands of law enforcement. And that's what matters to me. Good news all the way around. Um, May this pilot program be mimicked and implemented all across the lands. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's that. (laughs) All across the land. <laughs> like my girl T.S. Madison says, all across the lands, all across the land. That's right. I yes. love it. Listen, and 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 it's also cheaper. Um, uh, and you know, for those, and this is where, you know, there used to be, not anymore, because the shit has just got so racialized and radicalized, but mm-hmm. there used to be some small opportunity of uh 
crossover between Republicans and Democrats on this issue of criminal justice reform. Because, you know, conservatives are supposed to be fiscally conservative. Last I checked, that's what they say they are. They say they don't want to spend no money. Okay, cool. That we have in common. So we should all be looking for the most economically reasonable solution. Yeah. Um, and in this case, this is the state, um, excuse me, the city of Oakland trying to reduce the police budget by 50%. So this is an example of defunding the police. And instead of giving all those millions to just more and more and more policing, you only need about 3 million to uh, implement this pilot program. And because of COVID and other budget cuts right now, this program is only going to get 1.85 million. Uh, And the program, by the way, it's called MACRO. That stands for Mobile Assistance Community Responders of Oakland program. That's a lot of damn letters. So we're going to call it macro. <laughs> um, they're going to get about 2 million, 1.85 of the 3 million they were promised and start the program. I'm with you, D. I hope it's implemented. I hope it's duplicated. And if it goes well, estimates say that this will take about five to 8% of current 911 calls away from the police. I so that you. frees, yeah, that frees them up to to deal with the murderers, the rapists, the burglars. That's where the fuck they need to be. Not out here, you know, twiddling their fucking thumbs, dealing with very slight um, uh, you know, you know, female students, um, young girls in the case of Micaiah, uh having, you know, a, a, a basically a a, a a a schoolyard shuffle or whatever whatever yeah. that was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Yep, yep. I love it's ridiculous. this. Um, this um, is so good news, like you said. Good news. So we're going to end on that note. Listen, y'all, uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, Dustin and I appreciate you. Uh, we read the reviews. We read your comments. Yes, um, they do. inform us, and they really just give us uh, a lot of uh, guidance as we put this show together for y'all each and every week. So keep doing it. Listen, tell a friend and get the word out about Holding Court. Holding Court comes to you from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media and is presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. Audio services, y'all, give it up for One of One Productions. Fela, Dennis, Joy, they're the best. Check them out at oneofoneproductions.com. Y'all listen, uh, join us next week. We will be back with more court in session. And in the meantime, stay safe, keep your faith, get vaccinated, wear your mask. And Dustin, what you want the people to always do? This week, I wanted to do two things, Ebony. Oh, me... I want you to read your terms and conditions, but I also want you to tune in to my girl and your girl, okay? Ebony K. Williams making history, as she should, oh. as the first Black Real Housewife of New York City on Bravo TV, May 4th, okay? Yay! 8 p.m. To 8 p.m., or is it, is it 8 p.m.? 9 p.m. 8 p.m. Central, I guess. Yeah, 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 Eastern, 8 Central on Bravo. Okay, my homegirl is holding the hell Uh. out of her golden apple. So, (laughs) we're so proud of you, Ebony. Thank you, Dustin. um, All I can tell you is I saw the screener episode and... I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to love it. Um, I'm so excited to to share it with you and to the jurors. I'm excited for because the jurors are really going to, I mean, I think the jurors get a big dose of, you know, my crazy ass on holding court, but this is just going to be another layer, you know, yes, just another is. layer of, of, um, you know, my crazy self. So I'm looking forward to so it. So proud of you, girl. And, and, and the internet is on your side. People are so excited for you, Ebony. And so happy to see you on that screen. So this is great. I'm excited. So everybody tune in. Bravo TV. Yes. May 4th, 9 p.m. Support our girl, Ebony K. Williams. Thank May the you. 4th be with you. That's right, baby. <laughs>